The sun is feeling ever warmer. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Boating has been a favorite pastime of mine for as long as I can remember. Typically, I have preferred canoeing, though more recently I have traded the well-worn ash grip of my canoe paddle for a well-varnished oak tiller and mainsail sheet as I sail our coastal waterways. Whether being mesmerized by moose or stunned by seals, it is the rich and boundless wilds of inland and coastal waters that get me into these craft. While saltwater and freshwater ecosystems can seem worlds apart, there are still familiar species which seem to tie the two together. Coastal and inland islands scarcely seem complete without being dotted with gnarly spruces and accentuated with granitic outcrops. And then there are avian similarities. Of course, eagles and ospreys seem equally at home hunting in both salt and freshwater, but there is also one bird, notably smaller though on par with those notorious piscivores in their fish-catching ability, that is now returning to the area after a winter farther south, the belted kingfisher. Our belted kingfishers are the only kingfisher species we have in the northeast U.S., despite the fact that they belong to a family of over a hundred different species. Most of these birds are rather brightly colored in blues and greens and carry the same iconic build, long, thick, pointed bill on an oversized head perched upon a proportionally small body. Belted kingfishers are blue on their backs, wings, and heads, and white underneath, with a prominent rust-colored belt across their chest. They are unique among birds as being one of the few species where the females are showier than the males. They look somewhat akin to a blue jay mashed up with a screech owl, a stout, top-heavy bird that would drop like a spear upon unsuspecting prey. Belted kingfishers, as their name implies, are nearly unrivaled among birds as fish hunters. They appear most at home on silt-free, fresh or brackish waterways, which have trees with branches that sweep out over the water. This combination enables the kingfisher to perch effortlessly over the water and search for their prey. When they do spy an unsuspecting fish or shrimp, they will leap from their perch and dive headfirst into the water. Successful in the hunt or not, after a couple of bouncy wing beats, the kingfisher will emerge from the water and work its way down the shore to the next perch, where it can dry off and resume the hunt. Because of their piscine preferences, belted kingfishers must migrate to areas with sustained open water and good fishing for the winter. Maine is uniquely placed in this regard thanks to our abundant tidal waters, which remain largely ice-free these days in the southern portions of our state, making coastal Maine part of their northernmost winter range. Even so, most kingfishers head much farther south seeking richer winter fishing grounds. Now that most of our waterways are losing most of their ice, kingfishers are just now returning. Spring also happens to be the time when these birds begin to find a mate and build a nest. Unlike so many of our birds, kingfishers exclusively nest in sandy bluffs predominantly over the waters that they fish, though some may take to gravel pits and other nearly vertical sandbanks by the water. They will spend a few days or even weeks excavating a tunnel into the sand that can be as long as eight feet and ends in an excavated chamber roughly a foot in diameter where the pair will raise their young. I have seen several of these sandy bluffs over various downeast rivers that meander through the glacial till of blueberry barrens. 
So during your weekend wanderings, you can keep an eye out for newly arrived belted kingfishers perching on a branch near a river, pond, or tidal estuary near you. If you excel both in patience and the art of photography, you can even attempt to capture an image of a kingfisher as they thunder beak-first towards an unsuspecting fish. You can download this episode, submit your favorite seasonal sayings and observations, find a link to the transcript and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.